the Mindamo podcast. In trace. Dos. Uno. Welcome back to the Mind of Mo podcast. As you can see, the scenery is different. I am not in my car. And no, I didn't quit the radon job, but that's a topic for later on in the podcast. We're in the basement, bro. I'm liking the brick wall and the contrast with the orange and my ultra tight shirt. Why I'm wearing an ultra tight shirt? God knows why, but I'm wearing it. I'm wearing an ultra tight shirt. And it says influencer on it if you guys want to see. Because I consider myself an influencer. Um, I've got, don't mean to brag, I've got over 14,000 followers on TikTok, Motacos, M-O-E-T-A-C-O-S. And uh, we're growing fast on Instagram due to Instagram ads and all that good stuff. But the main point is we're out of the car. Which is great because the last podcast, the camera was shaking and it was just hard to see. I had to uh, fix the shakiness of the car in iMovie and it did the best that it could, but it was still a little shaky. So we can't afford to have that happen anymore. So yeah, we're just chilling in the basement, bro. It's so much more comfortable down here than just like in my car and then having the pressure to stop. Because I had to get out of the car to do radon. Dude, we're in for a good show. We are in for a good show. So, if you look online, you go on the internet, and uh, if you just go on Google, Google, or you go on Twitter, or you go on Facebook, or wherever you go on the internet, if you, if you turn on the TV, if you open the newspaper, if you, if you look at a billboard... There's you're going to see something about coronavirus at this point. Right. I think it's overblown. I think uh, because it was getting as much attention as it was, people are now using it to get attention to themselves. Everyone wants to be the person talking about coronavirus, um, which is part of the reason why I'm talking about coronavirus. But hey, that's besides the point. That is besides the point. Um. Yeah, no, coronavirus is overblown, I think. Uh, It's an 80% chance that everyone has mild symptoms when they catch it. Um, 20% chance um, that you have more than mild symptoms. And they say the death rate's 3 to 2%, but that's only because they took it from the amount of people that they tested and confirmed the case of. And that doesn't include the people that have it and don't show any symptoms. Or the people that show symptoms and think it's a cough, but it's really the coronavirus. And uh, if you want if you want an accurate number, an accurate percentage, you have to look at South Korea because they've done extensive testing over a long period of time, and even they have people where they have no symptoms and they didn't take the test. Um, their death rate was 0.6 percent. So that has to be the max, because they've done the most testing. They've done the most testing. How can it be? How can you have a death rate of more than that when you've done the most? The, like that has the larger the sample size, the more accurate the number. Period. And uh, doesn't mean the number is completely accurate. It just means it's more or less the actual number, which is a good thing uh, for us to just understand uh, that. 
you know, it, it's a risk for sure, but it's not what the media is making it out to be. The bigger risk with the coronavirus is what it's going to do to the economy. So I've been listening to this guy. His name is Peter Schill. Peter Schill. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, S-C-H-I-L-L. I apologize if I'm not. But this guy is making like common sense moves in his logic and the way that he thinks. So, uh, yeah, he was one of the first people to predict that the housing economy was going to be garbage in 2008 and that we were going to have a crash. And he also predicted that the government was going to bail the banks out. Now, what that did was it allowed for us to never fully recover from it because the banks have still yet to pay off those debts. And the the U.S. economy, the United States itself, also has not paid off their debts. They owe the most. They're the largest debtor. And the banks owe them. And uh, if you look around, student loans are through the roof. Everyone's owing student loans. Everyone's deep in credit card debt. Everyone's just deep in debt. And it's because... Uh, we've been inflating this bubble, this inflation bubble, and yeah, it's that. I think the coronavirus is what pricked that bubble, because there's only so many. You can't bail out everyone. You just can't. That's not how it works. The way that you bail out someone, again, learning from Peter Schill. I'm not an expert. Just kind of piggybacking off of what he says, but. The way that you bail someone out in an economy is you bail them out, but you do that by taxing everyone else slightly higher. But if everyone needs a bailout, then the government is just going deep into debt. So think about it. Uh, Peter used an analogy. He was like, if everyone, if you and three friends, you and Sally and Jim are fishers, you guys fish for a living and one day there's a drought and there's no more fish coming, right? Um, what happens? What happens when there's no more fish coming in, but you still need to eat, right? What do you do? You can't print money to buy fish because there's no fish, right? But if it was just one of you, if one of you was just unable to to fish for some reason, but there was fish in the market, then the other two, uh, Jim and Sally, would fish more so that you could have the time off. And then eventually you'll owe Jim and Sally. That's how a bailout works. I think I oversimplified it by a lot. But yeah, basically... And so, yeah, we, have, we can't bail out everyone. So that dollar is going to be garbage. Because, look, when, when the government throws in a trillion dollars into the economy, like the way that they did, it inflates. The, the, the value of everything else inflates. 
according to the dollar because there's so much more dollars in the market. And they use the dollar to buy up all the oil, but the dollar doesn't disappear. It just ends up in international markets and on international markets. It doesn't it doesn't disappear. It's in the world. Eventually, the economy will catch up and the dollar will be collapsed. Um, Doomsday. But on the safe side, I think you guys should be investing in oil. I don't have any oil. Not oil. Gold. Invest in gold. Because gold is the one thing that's that everyone can agree has value. And it doesn't just... You can't print gold. Um, it has multiple forms uh, it's it's a very valuable metal and it's limited in stock, like highly limited and highly coveted. And yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know everything. I'm just going off of what Peter Schill said on his podcast. So check out Peter Schill's podcast. He makes more sense than I do. And yeah, we're going to switch topics because... Anyway, I've just been getting my money up, bro, because... Well, not. I'm just been getting my wealth up because I don't want to be caught in a situation where I don't have money, you know, or I don't I don't have assets. Assets because look, when that dollar goes up in price and drastically goes goes up, or no, no, when the dollar goes down in value and all the prices go up, then what good is the money that you have? You want to have stuff. You want to have stuff that keeps its value. You don't... Like, Grant Cardone says you want cash flow. Yes, you want cash flow. But where's the cash flow coming from? Huh? Where's the cash flow coming from? Land. Real estate. I'm not at that point yet, but I'm buying and selling stuff. And, uh... Like, if I buy a TV and the dollar shoots up in price the tv relative to uh, a desk is it's more value valuable than a desk but a tv um uh compared to like a refrigerator or something depending on the refrigerator it's less valuable so just having things right i hope i'm making sense like am i making sense because if I'm not, you guys can comment, text me, 240-708-9802. Um, because I kind of feel like I'm not making sense, but it sounds right in my head. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, basically I've been getting my money up because I have to, in this time where everyone's pausing, I'm going to keep going because I know, I know that this is not as big of a threat it's more media right and so i i need to we we all need to if we want to like come out of this on the other side out of this recession because believe me we are in a recession if we want to come out of this recession better off than going into the recession you need to be working you need to be buying and selling garage sailing like gary v right Right, and if people don't want to buy, if people don't want to sell anything because of coronavirus, you want to, you know what you want to do? Go to retail stores, 
Retail stores are all closing. You want to know why retail stores are closing? Because of companies like Amazon, direct to consumer. Retail stores are the middleman. You do not want to be the middleman uh, going into this recession and coming out of this recession. Because after this recession, look, this recession is going to last at least a year, right? Coming out of this recession, you're going to be met with... uh, higher levels of automation as companies become less and less reliant on human workers because humans are scared to work because of the coronavirus fear. Not only that, um, robots are just more efficient. And um, if a company like Amazon is is allowing people to go direct to consumer, then what is the place of a Target or a Walmart? Unless they become an Amazon. They don't have a place. So that's why it's important. Um, If you're not finding any garage sales or if you're going and you're looking on let go and offer up and it turns out like, okay, people are not on here as much. Because right now they're on there. If you look, they're on there. People are still doing stuff. Eventually they won't be. But when they won't be, you want to go to stores that are closing where they have sales that are just ridiculous. Stock up on the stuff that's significantly underpriced and then sell it all on Amazon correct, like at the correct price. Um, I have a YouTube video coming and I bought a couple goods that I plan on selling for like 200% more than what I bought them for. And uh, I don't want to spoil the details because I've yet to sell it and I want to sell it. Um, and not let the buyer think that they're being ripped off because they're actually not being ripped off. They're paying a fair price. I just paid a better price. (laughs) But yeah, man, I dropped my knife on the floor. Blade mate, you have gotten a shout out on the Mo podcast. Blade mate. I bought it for my buddy, uh, Mac, Mac Ryan. My buddy Mac Ryan, we both used to do the radon job together, um, and then he quit, or whatever happened. Uh, yeah, he was kind of like my mentor. We kind of just goofed around the whole time. We never did, we never took it that serious. We were just like he was just like vaping in the car, and we were just playing playing music and just like chilling, bro, vibing. We would take turns uh, going into different houses. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a two-man job. It was easy. Like, doing radon is easy. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's so easy, bro. Anyway, um, Gary V, garage sailing, buying stuff and selling it, flipping it so that you can get some money. And then on the side, build your personal brand because that'll be the only thing that'll get you out of this recession is uh what's your what's your reputation bro how do people know you and now is the perfect time to be building your brand because you want to know why people during a recession don't have time to be building brand big companies they don't want to spend that much money on marketing when there's not a lot of revenue in and that's when you want to push far you want to push hard you want to push hard you want to push hard on brand I'm pushing hard on brand I spent like In an effort to get rid of cash Because I want I want 
my stuff constantly being invested and constantly being working. I don't want to have it sitting because if it's sitting, then it's in the banks and the banks are over leveraged and I don't I don't want it with the banks. I don't trust any of it. I don't trust the dollar. I don't trust the banks. I don't trust I don't trust the government. I don't trust the president. I don't trust Joe Biden. I don't trust any of them. Okay. what I trust is the market. I trust people. I trust that people will want to exchange goods, valuable goods for valuable goods. What's a fair deal to someone may be an amazing deal to me, but it was fair to them. And I just I we can both win as long as I win more and profit. Even if you end up profiting somehow, I don't care. There's abundance, even in a recession. There's an abundance of opportunity. There's so much. There's so much opportunity. Yo, I was, okay, back to Gary Vee. I was looking at his Instagram, and he was saying something about how don't mistake your, uh, don't, he, he was bashing people that were buying up all the sanitizer and toilet paper and then marking up the price significantly higher. What's wrong with that, Gary Vee? Gary Vee, what's wrong with that? The media is making this way more than what it is. People don't need that much toilet paper. People don't need that much hand sanitizer. This is not Ebola. My guy. Jesus Christ. Right into my chair. This is not Ebola. This is a flu-like coronavirus. Okay? With a slightly higher death rate. It spreads just as fast as the flu. But to the majority of the people buying toilet paper and hand sanitizer, they are not the elderly. They are 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds. They are teenagers, right? Looking at headlines. They're headline readers. They don't... They're not doing their own research, bro. They are just seeing what CNN says. They're seeing what MSNBC says. And they're trying to draw their conclusions from it. And what they understand is, from those headlines, is we're all fucked. That's what they think. That's what they get from that. We're fucked. There's nothing we can do but hide in our house because we're all going to die. Unless we stay quarantined by ourselves. It's complete crap. It's bullshit. The reason why they're pushing this is it's a good reason it's so that we don't overwhelm the healthcare system right but this uh illness is going to spread so fast it's a matter of when and not if the majority of us are going to get it okay and the majority of us are going to get over it i mean like come on now So the excessive buying of the hand sanitizer and the toilet paper increases the demand for them drastically and unnecessarily. So people capitalizing and seeing that the demand of hand sanitizer and toilet paper is high and then marking up the price because it's high says more about the consumer than the person selling it. The consumer needs to get woke. The consumer needs to understand that that is not that valuable because it isn't look why does anyone make a good deal 
because the other person has a lack of knowledge of what they're going to make on the other end. Period. That is the only way you get a good deal. That is the only way you get a... Okay, let me backtrack. You can get a good deal if they know what you're winning um, and they have an idea of what they're winning and, and they just come to a consensus of, okay, we can both win. But... There, I we've all been in situations where where stuff is just too like I, Gary V, I swear to God, if you sit here and tell me that you've never made a deal where you're like, what in the hell was this person thinking? How could he possibly sign this deal, knowing that I'm gonna make this much? Like I'm gonna do this much with whatever we exchanged. It's hypocrisy, bro. Or maybe it's lack of knowledge. I, I love you, Gary Vee. Maybe it's just like, maybe you're headline reading. May, maybe you don't fully understand what's coming out. And maybe I'm biting off more than I can chew calling out Gary Vee. But <laughs> that's just what we do on the Mind of Mo podcast. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. You can text me, 240-708-9802. iMessage me, 240-708-9802. You can ask me questions. You can, uh, when you hear this, whether on podcast or YouTube comments, I mean, YouTube, uh, watch Mo, youtube.com slash watch Mo. You can slide up on the comments, text me, uh, leave a comment. Um, you can tweet me at Mo Wonders. I'll be right back. And we're back on the Mind and Mo podcast. Uh, once again, you can text me. I message me 240-708-9802. That is not my text messaging platform. This is actually my mobile phone number. 240-708-9802. You can iMessage me. I do not send massive text. Maybe at some point down the line we'll get to that, but we're not there yet. So if you get a text from me, no, it wasn't sent to... 15,000 other people it was sent to you and so that I think that creates a more intimate connection um with the people that were that the like with the community that we're building and uh yeah yeah I prefer iMessage um either way it, it doesn't really matter just text me or DM me do dude I'm the most available person on this planet besides Gary B like you can reach me. I'm gonna respond to comments, positive, negative. Tell me you hate me. Tell me you love me. I I read a comment earlier. Uh, it was a tweet. I was I said something. Uh, there was a tweet about tequila, and they were saying tequila boosts your happiness. And it was crap. But I mean, it may or may not be true. In Spanish cultures, it says that, uh, or Mexican cultures. They say that um, if you're feeling down, just drink some tequila. You'll feel better. Um, I'm paraphrasing. They may say that. They say something remotely close to that, right? And uh, so, yeah, there was a comment underneath, and they were saying that's not true. And uh, I replied to that um, reply, and I said that sounds like something The Rock would say. Like, I thought at first I thought... The Rock had tweeted that. I think that was the tweet that I said. And then that got about six likes. Um, what I like to do on Twitter is I like to reply to tweets that have gone viral. And, and I reply to a reply that's gotten like thousands of likes and minimum replies so that I can get the most amount of engagement 
um, because I've had multiple uh, tweets of mine that were replies get hundreds of likes when I only have hundreds of followers on Twitter at the moment. Um, Mo Wonders, M O E W N W O N D E R S on Twitter. Um, by the way, uh, I will follow you back if you have an interesting account. I do not like it when people say, will you follow me back or will you shout me out? Well, give me a reason to. I could. If, if you're actually good, if I like your stuff, I will shout you out. Period. I don't, see, I, I don't see how me helping anyone takes away from my abundance. And that's something else I take from Gary Vee. Because it's just like, there's so much. There's so much. And I digress. Okay, let's go back to the the rock and the kind of comment that I got and how I welcome positive and negative. And I don't like either one's fine because I'm I'm secure with who I am and I have a really tight circle that kind of reinforces it. And I'm I'm reinforcing it with myself all the freaking time. So I I reply and I'm like that should that I first I thought that was a Dwayne uh, Johnson tweet. And then someone said, you're fucking retarded. What? Where does that come from? And so I said, uh, I replied, I was like, Yoki Buddy. Spelled it that way too. Yoki Buddy. Yoki Buddy. Because like, I mean, apparently that must have made him feel better. But obviously he didn't understand that. Dwayne Johnson is the type of person that would make that kind of tweet. And I kind of just felt bad for him. So I was like, yo, keep buddy. Usually when people hate, it's coming from a place, right? It's not, it's not necessarily they hate, like they have a bad uh, life. It just means either they don't understand something or they're actually critiquing it or they actually don't like themselves. And I, I choose to think that, that most people like themselves unless they don't. Um, yeah, I, I don't think people are inherently bad. I don't think people, you know, I just, I choose to believe that people are good. Anyway, Lil Uzi Vert, bro. I've been, you know, I've been watching the, the Apple Music Global Charts um, for the past two weeks, right? I've been listening, trying to get a pulse on pop music. Because, I mean, before that, all I'd been listening to was... Um, was uh, Justin Bieber's Changes album and just like I know the the track list from from top to bottom and if and maybe in five minutes um after I'm done talking about Lucy Vert I'll name the list I'll name the list of the changing the the songs on the Changes album just off the top of my head I just know it I know it all I've listened to it so many times but um just to get a pulse on what's popular because I realized that I was kind of drifting away um, I did the yummy dance and I did the yummy video and um, I, I exhausted that, but I didn't understand that the majority of people didn't like it um, and they liked the box better. And I was just so dead on because I love Justin Bieber so much. I was just like, no, it's Justin Bieber. It has to go number one. It's going to go number one. And it went number two and it never came back to number two. And that's that. I should not understood that. Like what's happening right now and so basically the last two weeks i've been uh trying to figure out what's happening now what are people doing now what are people saying now because obviously like like that's the world that i'm living in um the the business that i'm getting into i i have to know what the end consumer wants in terms of uh 
uh, the packaging and the product and how they want it. I'm still trying to figure it out. But uh, basically, I've been seeing Lil Uzi Vert every single day on the global hot 100, like the global top 100 on Apple Music and the global charts on on Spotify. The thing I like about the global charts, right, is that you you can't buy your way into that playlist. It's completely predicated on what all the users are listening to on the app. So if everyone's listening to Lil Uzi's Vert's uh, album, right, then you go to today's top hits and it's something like Dance Monkey or... or um, uh, Shoot, what whatever, you know, whatever record label wants to promote a song and push it up, like that Lady Gaga song was that it has it's still on the charts, but I rarely see it on the Global Hot 100, Top 100 daily. Like the box is is in the Today's Top Hits and it's in uh, Spotify's list, and it's also consistently in the top ten for the Global Top 100, so, which means people are listening to it every single day. It's happening right now. That's the hottest song in America. Which is why I made a YouTube video called The Box. All caps. T-H-E. Space. Box. All caps. And it's on my YouTube page. YouTube.com slash watchmo. And it's a, it's a nice dance video. And I'm going to be promoting the hell, of, hell out of it on TikTok soon. I just haven't had the time because I've been on this grind editing and making so many uh, YouTube videos. I like... There's, I dropped five YouTube videos in the last 24 hours. Five. That's crazy. And so, um, yeah, so like when you, when you look at the global top 100 and you look at today's top hits, you realize that there's a disparity. And it's probably because people pay to get into today's hot, top hits. Or they try um, because I guess they still see a market where people are listening to um, – pop music which is really pop music from three years ago it's not pop music today because pop music today is hip-hop the same way in in uh in the 1970s and 80s when michael jackson was was uh popular pop music was funk right pop pop music is not a genre it's just whatever's popular and today and every day for the last two weeks, it's been hip hop. Sprinkled in a little bit of R&B, mostly hip hop. And then even just dazzle, just like just a little bit, you know, just a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of Dance Monkey. You know, because that song's catchy. I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty catchy song. But the music that I hear on the radio... That is all record labels. They're throwing, they're pumping that. They're pumping money. They're trying to push that music, and less and less people are listening to the radio. You know, less and less people, I think, are are listening to those playlists that they create. They're going and they're they're trying to see uh, what their friends are listening to, which is why a little Uzi can have, you know. Seven out of the top ten songs today be his on the global top 100 just by dropping an album. And he dropped two. He dropped two in the last two weeks. And so, like, that's all I've been hearing for the last, uh, 
the last two weeks is just Louisi Vert in the box. Um, a little bit of Jeannie Iko. I think she's fire. Not a fan of the tattoos, but who am I to judge? I'm just saying, like, that's my preference. I don't really like, I'm not really into that, the tattoos and excessive tattoos. Like, I wouldn't get it for myself. It's not a sexist thing. It's just, you know, preference. And, uh, and I know, yo, people kill Afro men for saying, like, uh, what's wrong with, with me not liking this? Right, and they're like, because you're supposed to like it. Like, come on now, people are allowed to have preference, right? You can't get mad at people for just like liking what they like. People like what they like. What are you gonna do? You can't do anything. Stop hating. Stop hating on people. Spread love. Spread positivity. Stop hating. Okay, it's nasty. It's a bad look. Okay. You want to do it? Go get one. Period. Stop crying on Twitter. Jesus. Anyway. um, Yeah. So has anyone been paying attention to Charlie D'Amelio and her follower count on TikTok, bro? She's at 36 million. 36 million followers on TikTok. Mind you, uh, November-ish, I think she was at, what, 10? She's at 10, 10 million. Now she's about to pass Lauren Gray, who's at 40 million. So Charlie's at 36 and a half. And I think uh, Lauren's at 40, pushing 41. Or maybe she's at 42 or something like that. But I kind of feel like Lauren Gray is, you know, deep down inside feeling jealous. Like she's been on this app since 2017. Charlie joined relatively at the same time that uh, people like me joined, which was like a year ago. But, I mean, Lauren has just been there for forever. And for her to see, like, to slow, it's like Michael Jordan watching LeBron take his throne. It's like he's, he can't do anything. Like, I see Lauren. She's posting videos every day. She's getting hundreds of thousands of likes. But Charlie's getting millions of likes. Two million, one million. She's never in the hundreds of thousands. She's getting millions every single video. That's called, that's called having high status and having high relativity. I think Lauren needs to do something to to gain, uh, to just become. Uh, did I say relativity? Is that even a word? Uh, not not relativity. Relevance. That's what it is. My boy, I'm coming up with with words. You guys, I pulled an all-nighter last night. I did not. I haven't slept in over 36 hours. And I got to get this podcast out and edit it. And uh, I'm going to be drained. But, bro, bro, we don't stop, bro. Coronavirus ain't shit. It ain't shit. Anyway, um... Yeah, I know for sure. If I was Lauren Gray, I'd be I'd be pissed. I'd be trying to figure out what can I possibly do to make sure this Charlie chick doesn't pass me, or how do I get the hype from her? Because because at this point, it's gonna stop being hype and it's gonna turn into uh, fame. Like, uh, didn't Drake make a line like, "Bitch, this is fame, not clout." I don't even know what's that what that's about. Watch your mouth, right? Drake is consistency. The last decade hits every album. 
you know records from 10 years ago that played on the radio and it's every time he drops an album bro when it's consistent when you're consistently hyped up when you're consistently making this kind of success it's not clout it's not hype it's fame and it's turning into just fame for charlie dude lauren had clout or she maybe she had maybe she achieved a certain level of status but she's losing it dude or maybe she's maybe it's not really that worth it or maybe she's falling back at a point where she shouldn't be falling falling back maybe she should be pushing hardest now because look man if 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 Lauren was pushing as hard as she was 2 years ago cuz i remember i used to at one point i went and i tried to find Lauren's oldest video and you'd see she'd post five, six videos a day, which is what she's doing now. But there was a point where she was only posting one every two days. And that's when Charlie was posting every single day, like three or four times a day, um, because Gary V gave her that advice. Um, I saw that interview with her and her parents and and stuff. And he was like tripled down on TikTok and Charlie tripled down. Lauren took a step back. She was trying to figure out her music, um, trying to do like music videos and and uh, signing record labels, trying out YouTube, um, pushing her Instagram and and posting on there. I guess I'm not I'm just kind of looking. I'm not an expert in, in Lauren Gray, so I don't need Lauren Gray stands coming at me. But yeah, I think I think uh, Lauren needs to triple down. If she wants to keep her spot or else it's not going to be there, you know, period. I I like competitiveness, so I, I kind of want to see what happens. But, yeah, um, Lauren missed out because maybe the, the bigger opportunity is in TikTok. And she was kind of fading away from it at the point where she needed to be on it the most because TikTok has blown up. Charlie ended up on a Super Bowl com- commercial. I I'd I'd like to argue that Charlie's better known than Lauren Gray. I I'd I'd argue that Charlie is more known than Lauren Gray. Ain't that ain't that crazy? And Lauren Gray has what millions more in followers? Relevance. Status and relevance. Like you you need relevance to gain status. So like when you get a video blowing up you're high on the relevance, right? But in order for you to keep, in order for you to bring, uh, in order for you to get better so that you don't start back over, you need to consistently do it so you're higher up on the status. And each time you gain relevance, you higher up on the status. But when you stop and you slow down, you keep your status, but your relevance goes down and people stop knowing who you are. It's a sad game to play. You don't want to stop. Stopping means you're going backwards. You don't want to go backwards when it comes to this kind of thing. Imagine missing out on a Super Bowl commercial. Anyway, uh, we're going to take another break uh, on the Mind and Mo podcast. We're going to be back. And after uh, after this break, we're going we're gonna to come back with two... Good segments and close out the podcast. Um, yeah, you can iMessage me two four zero seven zero eight nine eight zero two. Text me. Uh, you can tweet me at Mo Wonders M O E W O N D E R S. Tell me whatever you want. Swipe up on the YouTube uh, comments. 
Um, I noticed they changed something on how YouTube comments looks on mobile, and then they switched it right back. I like the way they had it, where you, it was right below the likes and the, and the dislikes, and you could just type the comment, and then the, the, video, the related videos would come up, and then they changed it. Anyway, yeah, I'll be right back. And we're back on the Mind and Mo podcast, uh, 240-708-9802. You can iMessage me, tell me whatever you want, ideas, whether you disagree with anything that I've said so far. Um, but we're going to get into um, why I'm not quitting my read-on job. If you've been listening to the Mind and Mo podcast, you heard me say some stuff about how I was not happy with my radon job and how I think like it, it comes to a time when when stuff is not comfortable and you're, you a situation isn't the same as what it was before. And you just feel like, you know what, I kind of want to be spending my time doing something else. Well, I changed my mind. I think I think people should be allowed to change their mind um, for multiple reasons. Uh the reason why I changed my mind with the radon job is because it's not, it's not, I'm not working specific hours. I'm working, I just have houses that I have to do. So I have to go from this one house, set it up, um, and I have to go to the next house, pick up one, and then go to the next house, set it up. And the quicker I get it done, the less time I spend at the job. So what I what I'd been doing before was trying to extend the amount of time so that I can make the most amount of money. But now that I'm buying and selling things, I don't really need the money as much because the amount of money that I make extra by extending it uh, is not worth the amount of time that I spend doing it. So if I speed up the process, it's not like the mileage grows or shrinks. The mileage stays the same. So I get paid for mileage, right? Um, and I get paid per house, right? But I also get paid per hour. That hourly amount of money is not worth the amount of time that I, that I used to spend. So that's why I figured like if I squeeze that amount of time that I'm at the job, then I'm barely at it. And I can spend more time on the buying and the selling and researching and finding and looking at what people are doing and seeing. And then more time for stuff like this and this podcast um, and not having to do it in the car because I'm not in the car as often. Like, believe it or not, me doing the podcast in the car actually extended the amount of time I was at the job. And I used to think I was making money while doing the podcast, but I was there for too long, bro. I was like the amount, the lack of freedom that you don't have. Time is your most valuable asset. There's nothing more valuable than time, period. Don't let any job, don't let any person waste your time. Don't do it. You cannot do it because you'll end up regretting it. You don't want to be 80, 90 years old thinking, God. I should have quit that job or God, I really should have broke up with that person earlier. Or that person was really toxic. That friend was just really toxic for me for the last five years. I, w- I hung out with him and maybe if I cut it off, you know, may- maybe I would have been happier. So don't think about what's right for you in certain situations and prioritize time over money, prioritize time over um people's expectations or or what they think of you all of it just time 
and your happiness. Uh, yeah, and if you if you decide one thing, if you think one thing and you come out and say one thing and it turns out that you were wrong, you're allowed to change your mind. You don't have to stick with it and go to the grave with it. Like if you clearly see that you're much better off going in a different direction, just change your mind. Okay? At least you were honest and didn't waste anyone's time. You know, because if you if you decide, oh, I guess I'm gonna sh- take this to the ground. Well, there's other people that are that that are looking and depending on you. And if you just you take it to the ground and you're half-assing it, right? And you're just you're actually being toxic by not changing your mind because you're not putting your all into it because you know it's going to the ground. I'm speaking to someone here, bro. Yeah, you're allowed to change your mind. If you if you order. 15 McChickens, and there's five of you there, right? And one person decides not to eat. He's okay not to eat. Like, he doesn't have to eat it. That's all. Come on, Al. He's allowed to change his mind. We're all allowed to change our minds. I think I think that's a luxury, being able to, to, to decide... You know, I don't I don't think this way anymore. I don't I don't want to do this anymore. And then you just and then you go back and realize, oh, wait, there's an opportunity. I can do this in a different way. I don't have to quit just because I told everyone that I don't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Anyway, also cherishing every single moment. Right. Because remember, value valuing your time is just. It's so important and just look, the only thing you have in this world is yourself. Period. That's the only thing that'll stay the same from birth to death is you are you. And so if things are constantly in flux and things are changing consistently, all you have is this moment right here. How are you gonna bring the best to this moment right here so that you can remember it later and be like, oh, I put my best foot forward and I have zero regrets over what I said or did in that situation. That's all. It's not out of fear to not have regrets. It's just wanting to live the most out of every single moment because why not? Right? Anyway, I think that's how we're going to close. We're going to close on that, bro. Cherish your moments.